Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. We're your boys, Ronnie and Chad. I'm Ronnie. Yes, and I am Chaz. And we are so excited to be back for another episode. Today we've got Season 4, Episode 3, Episode 62, The Door of Hope. The Door of Hope. Attack on Titan. Even though I didn't see much hope in this episode. It was... (laughs) quite an episode let me tell you there was no hope for my mind in this episode yeah the first half was you know kind of what you saw is what you got maybe a little bit to dive into there and then the second half was a roller coaster of emotions for me yeah if you uh if you're like my roommate and you're a little on the dum-dum side and all you do is just smoke a little mary J and not pay attention to what's going on you might have a problem with this episode. Chill out with the Mary J. So yeah, we can get into the episode. I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping from our last episode real quick. So we never mentioned in the last episode, but we did find out Gabby is 14. We kind of been saying, or at least I had been saying like 11 or 12. She's 14. and then So was she 14 for sure, or were they saying she would inherit it in a year and then she would live to 27, so she's really 13? I, you know, uh, I'm very shitty at podcasting, so I don't have the right answer for you. I just know it's either 13 she's or 14, a little yeah. bit older than I thought. Yeah. That's what I walked away with. She's 13 or 14. I'm saying 14. Sorry for calling you out. And then, uh, thanks to, we got a new listener who wrote in, Kirsty, and then uh, the old staple, Catherine. They told us that when Reiner's describing people, because we put out a bat, uh, what's that fucking called? Shitty. Oh, oh shit! I know this. It's um. Is it just uh? Analysis. No, I'm talking about Batman, dude. It's uh the, the Joker. Uh, is it just the bat symbol? Is it that easy? Yeah, it's the bat symbol. Well, you were not even on the same page. You said the Joker, so that's what I'm working. <laughs> that's who I've got helping me out in this podcast. I guess it's just I'm going bat symbol. Symbol that might be wrong. I've watched so much Batman. I don't know why. Bat symbol or bat signal? Bat signal. That's it. Because why would it be a bat symbol? (laughs) His symbol is the bat. Oh my god! If this is how this podcast is gonna go, click off now because I'm an idiot. Uh, Good news is. I didn't immerse myself in Batman. I was immersed into Attack on Titan. Oh yeah. From on a scale from one to balls deep, how immersed were you into this episode? Well, it took me two or three immersing dives into this episode to fully be immersed because the first episode or the first time watching this, I did not feel fully immersed because so much shit was going on. Yeah, we we definitely took the longest we had to to take our notes. Uh, there was a lot more pausing and looking at each other to making sure making sure we were on somewhat of the same page while not trying to ruin anything for the podcast. But uh, I didn't get your ranking there. It was one to balls of deep was the scale. Where were you? By the end of it, I was definitely balls deep. Okay. I was, I was under one of those ice lakes, you know? I was so immersed. I was under the ice swimming and terrified. Yeah, I was definitely uh, as immersed as I could be. In, in my case, that means about three inches. So, no, they came in and they put uh, put us on check. They helped us out. They said that when Reiner's describing the people he met during his time on the island, the uh, the idiot was Connie. Obviously, the hypocrite was Jean. The uh, over-responsible jerk who was just worried about everyone else, that was, was Marco, Marco. Well, who I should we should have got that one. We should have, but... Uh, it was just such a throwback, and we try to keep all negative thoughts about Marco out of our head because it just makes us too sad. 
The guy was so responsible. Reiner just had to kill him. What a fucking asshole. And then obviously we nailed Aaron, and we didn't say it, but it's pretty clear that the people who followed him, no matter what, Armin and Mikasa. Yeah, especially Mikasa. Uh, and then another thing, we had another new listener. First of all, let's take a second. For all the new people who reached out this week, we got more feedback than we ever have, more iTunes reviews. We cannot express enough how, I guess it's Apple Podcasts. Arigato. We just appreciate it so much. We really felt the love, and you know, without spending too much time talking about it here, thank you to all. We got some shout-outs later Arigato. in the episode. But uh, one of the new listeners, Christian, he brought up a good point saying that we didn't mention last episode when Zeke was talking about how he was worried Colt wasn't going to be able to control all of the Beast uh, Beast Titan powers, and we mentioned the Beast Yell. He also talked about how in Season 2 we saw the Beast Titan command Titans on numerous occasions. Yep. So that was a good point. Thanks for that, Christian. And as far as this episode, what, what all do you have to say up top? Well, I'll go ahead and say this. I liked the first two more than this one. Um, I agree. I felt almost the first time watching it, I felt like it was a little maybe rushed. Not Maybe rushed isn't the right word. Maybe out of order. Uh, at one point you said you wished you had 10 more minutes at this point. Yeah, this point. I guess rushed is a pretty good word for it. it. It just felt like it was almost out of place and things were happening really quick and you almost had to pause just to catch, to catch on what was actually happening. What did you think? This one's interesting because ever since the season four preview, you have been what I thought was a false hope, begging for backstory on Reiner, Bert, and Annie. Yeah. And you got it. I mean, that's what this was. I mean, maybe not exactly what you were hoping for, but that's what this first half of the episode was, and I knew it right away. And so... Well, that okay, that's what is unfortunate because I I was so excited to get... Especially uh, Bert and Annie, we kind of got a little Reiner. Well, not even backstory of Reiner. We just got his current situation, and uh, I wouldn't was, say I'm disappointed in this. I like what they said about Reiner, but we didn't we didn't really get Reiner and Annie's backstory much as just how they got inside the walls and stuff like that. And see, that was the problem I was worried about. I don't know how I feel about, especially the first half of this episode, because like I said, you wanted that backstory real bad. Where, as after I, I'd kind of felt like it going into season four, but then especially after we saw these first two episodes and we saw the new warrior candidates, I was like, all right, I'm good. I don't need it because I just don't know how much their story would differ from these kids because it's like the same situation. And I feel like after watching that first half, in the end, all we really got was kind of some stuff about Reiner's dad. Yeah, I feel like Reiner's really going to be the only one with like a different situation than the rest. And then maybe a little bit as far as them getting to the walls and how the lead up to that day was. If anything, it just shows like Reiner's just been getting shit on from day one. Right. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it, see if our opinions change any. And as always, if you pick up on something that we didn't catch that might help our enjoyment of that first half of the episode, send it in to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Well, what about you? What about the first three episodes? Where would you rank Definitely, this? Definitely, uh, this is my least favorite so okay. far. Not that this episode's bad. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff in this episode, and with that being said, let's hop right in. So, 
we open with a young Reiner lying in bed while his mom, who's, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, calling anyone out, but it seems like she might have been hitting the bottle a little hard tonight. And she, she, she's drowning. She, she certainly looks like it every time you see her face. She's drowning in her sorrow a little bit. And she's on the train of one of those people who are just talking about how those people left them behind. Those people on the island, they got that filthy devil blood. And they left us, and we have that filthy devil blood, so our life sucks. Nah, nah, nah. That's why your father left too. I mean, it's a tell as old as yeah. time, you know, when... Your when your dad has sex with a woman who has different kind of blood, but not really, and therefore to save his life yeah. he's gotta go buy a pack of cigarettes and never come back. Well, that you're pretty familiar with too that. Close to home, but I know that's a little close to home. Uh, at least I can't turn into a titan. Sorry, we're we're at um, Chad's place right now, so if you hear a microwave go off, he's got about eight frozen burritos going on in the background. He, they're just constantly rotating. It's really weird, but he kind of like a damn quick trip at this place. But I've seen him before. He just takes a burrito and drops it into his, a bowl that his mom eats from. It's really just despicable. Well, I wouldn't even call it a burrito because I just crushed that bitch. She doesn't deserve a fully rolled burrito. God. So yeah, but the father is Marlian, so therefore he I can't. Mean, my be mom kind of reminds me of Reiner's stupid mom, Karina. Yeah. His mom's just another one of these. Just seems like a sad sack of shit. Obviously, the uh, the circumstances are not great, but you got a little kid, you know, sack up a little bit and try and help him out. Because Reiner just looks petrified. <laughs> He's just like... Dude, Reiner has just been getting dumped on from day one. This poor guy, man. I know. No it's... wonder he's the way he is. So he he's here laying in bed. Even you would have nights where you just cuddle up and your mom comes to read you a bedtime story. Back when she could read, yeah. She, I mean, she All did. Reiner gets is his boozed up mom breathing in his face telling him about how many problems they have. And then she's like, all right, off to bed. <laughs> like, what kind of thoughts are you going to sleep with that night? Reiner... All he's thinking about is how he wants nothing more to be a Marleyan, and we get a super quick scene of Reiner just running through the rain, doing some of the warrior candidate training, and uh, we do another cut. This episode's all over the place. And yeah, okay, see... that's that's a good way to put it. That's what I was trying to say. The episode is not rushed, but it's just everywhere. Yeah. it's. I think we even see later on where they like jump ahead in time and they cut back in time. It's just it's wild. Mm-hmm. But we get a chance to see a young Zeke who is talking with the rest of the warriors about how they're going to attack Paradise Island. What a damn handsome lad. And just Even a few without years. the beard. Yeah, this guy, he's got grade A looks, always yeah. very han- classically handsome, might I add. Bef- and just his voice, like he's just such a, he's a charm, man. And we see where it's something about it. Like, Colt's a little bit older, Zeke's obviously a little, little yeah. older, whoever's the beast titan, they seem to kind of like to have that it's older, like they're, more mature... they're giving them the leader role, so they give it to someone more mature, you know, just, that's right. kind of what it looks like. And as much as I dig Zeke, you know how I know he's a bad guy? How? Well, he's eating an apple, and then he tosses it to someone else. And shares it with someone, that's yeah, how you know? that's just... <laughs> that is great a that villain is type bad shit. guy right there. <laughs> um... But he goes on to say that out of the seven warriors, they have a whole whopping six titans to give out. 
And so there's only going to be one person left out. So that's wild. That makes oh, me think. Let's think about this real quick. What is the one Titan that they're not giving out? It's the Founding Titan. Well, wait. No, there's no. Well, there's well. I, so I said they have six Titans to give out. Yeah. Seven warriors. So they've got the Founding Titan. No, not, not the Founding. The Founding's on Paradise Island. Right. You said which ones are they not giving out? I meant which one do they have control of that they're not giving out? Because they have seven of the nine. So which is the one that they're not giving out? I'm confu- I was confused by that. You see well, they saying? don't. They don't. Because they they've don't got, have obviously the attack and the founding, and then they've got the Tibers have the Tiber okay, yeah, yeah. Titan. So they've got. I keep forgetting sense. about that thing. It was mentioned, and then it yeah, was just yeah. like gone. Yeah, because we were coming into this episode thinking we might get some Tiber action, but no, no, no Tiber, Tiber action. action. So yeah, they just have the normal six. So that is pretty interesting. That means that they've got all of these kind of lined up at the same time. Right. So it goes yeah. to show that obviously they've had these six for a long time now. And they obviously worked it out to where all of these were kind of on the same time schedule. Yeah. In our time now, obviously, it got mixed up, and we we're only going to have one to split amongst all these kids, and then kind of the Beast Titans, kind of as well. But yeah, the, uh, most of the Warrior candidates are just fighting for that one armored Titan because it seems like, well, that's weird because. Uh, Peak should be on the same exact schedule, so one of these should be getting the Cart Titan here pretty soon as well, right? That's what it seems like, unless they waited a little bit for her, because we don't really, we never get the full timeline on that. Right, um, we kind of get into it a little bit later, and she's not necessarily always there, so that's a good point. Uh, Reiner is excited that he can become a Marleyan, but Gal- and then we got to get into this. Galliard slash Porco, so, or uh, yeah. I, At first, we would, we had no idea who the fuck this guy was. Yeah, the first two episodes, well, we obviously recognized him. Well, yeah, once we saw that handsome jawline. Yeah, I this guy. The, so the note we, I wrote about this guy. Once we found out that Porco was Galliard. Yeah, because before we started watching, I was going through like five or six of his TikToks, and yeah, well, this is back during the Vine days. He was a Vine star before the TikTok. And then he just... Yes. Then he went... uh, He tried to start up a YouTube career. Didn't work so well. But then TikTok really gave him a place to shine. And now he's back. So he was Vining back in the days. He still had that handsome jawline. You know, Mm -hmm. that slicked back hair. The death of Vine was just tragic. But what was your note? That was my note. Oh, hey. He's a Vine star. Hey, great note. Thank you. Good work. (laughs) So, yeah, so you had the uh, take, and I think you're right, that both Marcel and Porco, their last name is probably just Galliard, and they just call him Galliard. Yeah. Kind of a weird strategy because to introduce they... a new character by calling him something completely different the first two episodes. and then. Well, because it's, it's weird because he gets he doesn't like his first name, I guess. And am I saying it right, Porco? Yeah, I guess that's why he doesn't like his first name. It's such a stupid name. Porco? What if your name was Porco? Oh, my lord. But he starts really being a dick to Reiner. Mainly, he tells him that the only value they see in him as a warrior is his loyalty to Marley. And Reiner says Porco is making fun of their mission and asks if he's an undercover restorationist. So I suppose that might be kind of a problem that they've had. I wonder if it's kept happening since Grisha's been, like, that whole group got found out. Yeah, that, that's what I assume, is that once Grisha's group got found out, they were on the lookout for restorationists. It almost makes me seem like 
Grisha had a substantial group, and then when they got found out, people were just that much more on the lookout. And so every now and then something. And I wonder tries to too if up. like the uh, the Marley officers, if they were telling them like, look, there's a group, the Restorationists among you Eldians, who might want to eventually try to take y'all out and steal the Titans for themselves. So they're like worried about that as well. Yeah, good point. Uh, oh, by the way, Bert's here. <laughs> you might not have noticed him because they're. Are way cooler characters around. He's just kind of standing around. Bert standing around, not saying anything. He's not what? saying anything. Believe it or not, he's got no opinions on any of this. But Reiner and Porco, they start brawling a little bit, getting into it. Uh, Reiner gets knocked to the ground, and then Marcel holds Porco back. Thanks, Marcel, because Reiner was definitely. Yeah. Here's the thing, Reiner. It's very interesting. We got to talk about this. How when the Reiner that we know is. Second in class, only behind Mikasa, badass, big brother, where yep. here he's putting off some serious Armin vibes. Just, But not even worse than Armin because it doesn't even necessarily show that he's super smart. All it is is he's just super loyal. Super loyal, and he's just got like – I think that the Marlins even mentioned this later. He's just got like a lot of effort. He's almost like Aaron, beginning stages of Aaron. He's super focused but has no talent whatsoever. So Zeke, on the other hand, he's definitely in that cult role like we were talking about before. He leaves and he tells Reiner not to cry too long or he's going to get chewed out by the commander. And by he, I mean Zeke. Zeke's worried about himself. He didn't, couldn't care yeah, less about Yeah, he doesn't Reiner. even give a shit about Reiner right here. He's just like, I thought that was pretty interesting because it seemed like at the end of season three, like he actually cared about Reiner and Bert, but maybe he didn't whatsoever. I don't know. And then Bert helps Reiner up. And Reiner's determined to live with his mom and dad, and I'm waiting for the OVA that is entitled Reiner's Parent Trap. He's gonna, I'm getting some real Lindsay Lohan vibes. He's gonna put a little thing together, and they're gonna meet on an elevator and then talk. But he says he can't he wait. He doesn't have 13. a twin, though, so. He doesn't, so he's gonna have to get creative. He says he can't wait 13 years, although if he waits a little bit longer and tries to do it now, he's got like nine different personalities, so. He might be Dude, able to use that maybe, to his advantage. Maybe that's what this episode is about. It's all over the place, just showing Reiner. Like, that's how his mind is. He's yeah, just fucking all over the place. That's true. <laughs> We're in Reiner's mind right now. It's getting real deep. Um, he also says that, yeah, he's right. I'm the worst. And also, Annie's been in the background this whole time just, like, murdering bugs. Dude, this scene right here showed how fucking weird she actually is. And they do a great job of framing it because when Zeke's talking about how they're going to the island, she's seriously like a good 15 feet away from everyone, just back by a tree, like not even listening. I mean, she's like the quiet kid in school that you got to watch out for. Yeah, and speaking of not even listening, she straight up says, like Bert calls out to her to get her agreement. And she's like, what? I wasn't listening. <laughs> And then they just go look to see what she's doing, and they just see bug guts all over the ground. And then we uh, we get into the weirdness, because there's a scene of Aaron looking up at the wall saying, I wish something would happen, and then Armin just starts running up to him, shouting for him. And then it instantly goes to the OP, like out of nowhere. Literally, almost before Armin even finishes what he's saying, we're in the opening credits. It's, uh, first of all, like, Aaron, dude. first of all, Aaron... Be careful what you wish for. I've got a hot take here on this. You have a hot take? A hot take right All here. Right. 
paths. We haven't talked oh. much about paths. <laughs> Here we go with the paths again. <laughs> Dude, for it to be so fucking hammered in our minds at the end of the last season, and Aaron wishing something would happen, and literally not long after, the walls just fucking bust in. It's like Aaron's almost wishing that the walls were busted in. Is it not? Uh, and maybe that's since they're all connected, like they talked about Eldians being connected. Like it's so weird. Like that scene is so weird that it makes me think of that. You might not be wrong. I took it as at least what they were trying to do was show where Aaron and their group was, like in the exact moment of that, them training and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I know how you, how much you love to say the word paths, so. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how it fucking works, so I'm just gonna say it after everything. I'm just just, be like, oh, just paths. anything you're not sure about, you're just like, okay, we gotta talk about this paths. <laughs> so no, we get into the opening credit thing, and you had another take about the opening credit after watching it for a third week. Would you like after to break the news week, yeah. to the people? I'm gonna break the news to the people. This is either my least favorite opening or my second least favorite, and the reason I say that is not necessarily because it's like a terrible op. I don't think it's that bad. But the other ones are just such bangers, you know, I, I gotta ride with them. But it fits, as weird as we talked about this episode being, this opening definitely fits way better than any of the openings, the other openings would have for this season. It definitely has a way of making you uncomfortable, and I would uh, yeah, I would say that was an accurate it's, description of how I felt during this episode. I get, I just get creepy vibes and uncomfortable vibes from it, and this whole episode gave me that. So we come back, and the Warriors are having what I imagine is one of their first few missions. It might even be the first with their new Titan powers. And oh, let's talk about MAPPA animation here. Go the for female it. female Titan looks looks really good. Yeah, that's true. I did notice that I can get lost in the episode and not think about the animation unless something really crazy happens, but thinking back on I'll, it, I agree. I'll go back. The first episode that we watched, I talked about the animation, and... Uh, I was talking to you about how I thought it was weird a little, like the fight scenes. Um, the Beast Titan. That's what I was... The first episode, I thought everything looked good except the Beast Titan. He looked... I know they're like using a little CGI or whatever, but he looked a little off to me. Um, wait, this isn't... This isn't real? Wait, you, you think you think the show is like a, like a real... You, is the... Life show? Are these not real characters? Wait, you're, are you you don't understand that this is like a fiction story? I don't know what you're trying to say, man, but you better just say it. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. The Beast Titan, did he not look like a little different than the last? No, I love the show. I can't do anything wrong. I hope everyone just wow. shits on you. This guy has always had this take. He always just thinks that anything... Anything that happens is just perfect. Just everything, AOT. everything is perfect. Uh, many times wow. I like to just say love it. Yeah, you just say love it. And that's my only analysis of the <laughs> entire thing. But no, that was my only complaint. I thought it looked a little off. But the more we go through this season, especially last episode, I love the animation. Because last episode had me, you know, <laughs> it had me crying a little bit. And I tried to hide it from you because we were watching it together. Right. But... You were in your feels last episode. I I mean, you weren't fooling me, and I I was hoping that this backstory would do the same for me, but it didn't hit the feels like the last one. So, we get into a scene. I think Maggot is talking over all this, and what did you say? Oh, you said Maggot. I thought you said a different word. Keep what going. What did you think? Of? 
Whoa. Was just something that's close no. to it. I, okay. No. All right. Hey. No. <laughs> Dude, I'm just making sure. It's... Maggot. I said maggot. maggot. Okay, maggot. God. Stop that. And basically, first of all, the animation is super cool. I like watching all this. As far as the Titan stuff goes, maybe there's a couple little things here and there. It's basically a nice summary of the Titans for uh, dumb shit viewers like your roommate. Yeah, uh, my roommate is just an absolute piece of lard, and he's probably not listening to this. So that so dumbass will say that. Yeah, and if he did listen to it, he would be so emotional that you said that yeah. about him. If you're listening to it, bud, sorry, but not sorry. Uh, so the female Titan versatility is its biggest strength. Its hardened strikes are also no joke. I could have told you that. By the way, it absolutely like melted Aaron's jaw back in season oh, one. Yeah, when it decapitated oh, his head with that with kick. The, the hardened kick, yeah. Its range is limited, but it can also call pure titans, too. So that almost... But the thing is, like when it calls the pure titans, they... De- <laughs> it's... Oh my god, it makes sense now. It makes sense. When we see her wake up later, it's because she called the titans... Some of them probably went to her to eat her body, and they had to. Reiner or Bert had to carry her, probably Reiner in his Titan form or some shit like All right, that. Well, let's hold that thought okay. for now. Uh, we also have the Armor Titan specializes in hardening. So do I. He can roll. He can run no, full don't. speed and take down Two and any a half wall. Two isn't hardening. Keep going. Well, that's why it gets so hard because it's not a whole lot to fill up. The Jaw Titan is an Assault Titan. It's a speedy. <laughs> It's as speedy as it is small. Hey, well, am I am I basically every Titan? Oh my god, this thing is just this is based off a true story. Every single one of these is just describing me with claws and jaws that crush nearly everything. And I wanted to take a second, except if you're Ymir. I know. So Marcel's jaw looks the very similar as Porco's, except early on, like. I still don't. I didn't. I didn't get that Porco was super small when we saw him in episode one. He seemed like well, he's not super small, right? Well, I didn't think so, but that's what they're describing this Titan as. They say, you know, as well, yeah, I think spe- he's, speedy as it is small. I think it is smaller than like the armor Titan because the armor Titan's what 15, 16 meters. It's probably like a thirteen. But, like, Ymir's was small, small. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we said it last episode. We'll say it again. She got the raw end yeah. of that deal. I don't know what she did wrong, but... Dude, it's, I guess it just likes the Galliard bloodline. She I just sucks. And then the Beast Titan is as potent as ever. It's bigger than the others, and its throwing technique is dreadful on a whole other level. It's because Zeke's a fucking MLB prodigy over here. I know, so I think I like that when... <laughs> When you're getting the Beast Titan, they're like, all right, so listen, you basically just become a, the new hot prospect pitcher. You're insane. It's like one of the best things you can do. Work on it. You're closing out every game. <laughs> it's just funny that that's like a trait of the Beast Titan because to me it seemed like that was just a thing that Zeke did. But I could see why where other Beast Titans would figure that out. Yeah. It goes on to say that his blood, the Beast Titan's blood, seems to have some sort of hidden power. Interesting. <laughs> and then we get to the Cart Titan. 
Imagine getting this Titan. Outstanding endurance. Good for long missions. Could be outfitted with different equipment to extend its usefulness. Could swim underwater. When I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? Well, I didn't say that, but it was underwater. This is like doing some sort of game in war and be like, all right, guys, I'm the medic. (laughs) And then when you get out of it, you'll forget how to walk because you're in it for three months. I mean... It's a needed titan, so the medic is a needed thing. It's just not the most flashy of all of them. But, uh... And then well, we hey, get... let's say... I mean, you shit on Peak like that, but she was the fucking MVP of the warrior side in Battle of Shiganshina. Hey, thanks for calling me out on my bullshit. She certainly was. She was making and save after save in there. She looks like she would slurp a mean one. Okay, fucking gross. Thank you. Uh, the colossal t- her older uh, form. Uh, so gross. When she's old. Uh, nasty. And yeah, hey, good clarification there. Hey, be careful. Last episode. Peak. Hey, Chaz, Chad. I said last episode Chad? peak. Yeah. Just be careful. <laughs> All right. And then we get to the Colossal Titan. We see Bert use it, and I think we get the answer to one of our questions from before. It pretty much sets off a nuke anytime he transforms. doesn't have to be in the air. It looks like if he just wants to. I think he has the option, because obviously he would have just... If it nuked every time, like the first episode, he would have nuked the wall. Yeah. Um, Um, But then I think, too, when it says he could be able to handle this, in my opinion, I think they pick Bert... Because he is such a timid and relaxed guy, they don't want someone dangerous with this power. Is that, you think, why they picked him? I could buy into that. Because like, uh, if you gave Porco's, like, hard ass, that right. he acts like such a hard ass, he could just fucking get pissed off and just nuke everyone. If yeah. He to. I mean, it was a funny line, just, eh, Hoover will be able to handle it. It's uh, considered a god of destruction. Now that's a badass titan. Just uh, a quick reminder to everyone, Armin Arlert is a god of destruction. <laughs> Speaking Dude, of yeah, animation, That's so though, funny, though. Bert and Armin, are the class, they were the class. Type. I really like the animation of his transformation. Whoa, what a sentence. His animation of his transformation. Because it looks like he basically just like pricked his finger. He's got just the slightest bit of blood running down his finger, and then it just, the lightning or whatever it is, just... Yep went straight to his finger he transformed and nuked the place that was cool dude if they had this is another thing I've, that was their biggest loss because if they had uh bert or even anybody as the colossal titan in the first episode they would have just nuked the fort right i mean that f- they got fucked to losing that thing maggot says these warriors might be better than the uh predecessors but he questions the decision to send children to retake the founding titan so this children thing might be a newer thing. Almost like maybe before they were giving these titans to adults, but for some They're a little bit older. For yeah. some reason they are uh making them kids now. What did you what did you think of that? I think it's just for the for the mission at hand. Um they're not I mean people on Paradise Island it's not like they're going to expect little kids to infiltrate them, you know. I feel like that's like the sneakiest way to do it. So we cut back to after the battle where Porco is pissed that the worst of them, a.k.a. Reiner, was chosen to be the armor titan. Uh, Reiner calls him Pac, and you thought Porco pissed him off. Uh, <laughs> Pac really pisses him off. 
Marcel says he's sorry, which confuses Reiner. And then we just jump over to a parade where... Yeah. Well, Porco was like, do you know how many followers I have on Vine? He's, do you know? I'm like, bro, you don't even have 100K yet, Reiner. Get off me, bitch. You're the worst one out of all of us. I featured with... I don't know any cool names to drop there, so I shouldn't have made that joke. Uh, Casey Frey. Yep, don't know that part. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Marcel, wait, that's not moving on at all. Parade. Uh, We're at a parade. We jump over to a parade where only Reiner, Annie, Bert, and Marcel are a part of it. Reiner's mother is really thrilled when Reiner sees a man chasing... God, that note is terrible. Reiner's mother, she looks really thrilled, still kind of boozed up, possibly not making any uh, criticisms. She looks like a whore. Reiner sees a man and decides to chase after him. He calls him father and says that his mom used to work in these barracks before he was born. He shows him that his mom and him are both honorary Marlians so they can be a happy family. But for some reason, this father is not game. Yeah, dude. He's, yeah, that's this guy. Poor Reiner, man. He just wants I, to be with his dad. This is sad, but his he, dad, uh, you know, was fucking some devil bloods. Whoa, that <laughs> sounds dirty. Whoa. Yeah, his father is very paranoid. He's of the mindset that this honorary Marlian bullshit doesn't mean as much as it might seem, which we kind of talked about last episode. Yeah. And he's still worried that just because they're honorary Marlins, that by no means is just going to let someone with Marlian blood just go fuck off and be with these people because in yeah. the end they still have Eldian blood. And I mean, could you imagine what his like friends would say? That guy's like, comp- like he'd go drink beers with his buddies and they're like, you fuck a devil blood? Get the fuck out of here. Except that one guy's like, wow, that's pretty fucking hot. Who is that? Oh, you're uh, talking about it'd, that? Yeah. It'd be like you in the corner. It would be me because I like that. You know, dangerous. Right. So, uh, for a grown man, this is a funny sentence. He's just like, I'm running away. (laughs) It's not like I'm skipping town or whatever. It's like he's got a, his mom and dad are in the back and he's like, I'm running away. It's weird. I swear I could have heard my dad say that when he went to go get cigarettes all those years ago. He said he was running away? Yeah, but I thought he was just running to the store to grab some cigarettes. You idiot. You, As many times as on your birthday you've told me, hey, I think he might come back this year, and you're telling me right now that he said 15 years ago that he was running away? Yeah, but, I mean, did you not say that before you go to the store? You dumb cuck. He, hey, he's not coming back. So start treating your mother better. It's not her fault. It was your fault. Okay. But we can talk about that at one of your... 16 uh, therapist appointments a month. Okay. So then out of nowhere, we just cut again, and Reiner is on a boat heading to the island of paradise. The four of them get there. They sit around a fire, and Bert asks if the king really won't use the founding titan power when they attack the walls. Hey, I'm glad somebody mentioned that. Bert is thinking with his head straight. He seems like he's the first one to speak. How about that? He seems like he's a little smarter than the rest, don't you think? No. I think he is. Uh, I, think I got he's, you, Bert. I think he's a warrior, and I mean... he's a Dude, the pun was just incredible right there. 
a warrior. Whoa, he's a worrying wor- warrior. I can't even say it. Worrying warrior. Good. The worrying warriors climb the walls. It's a pun right there. What do you call those things? A tongue twister? That's a tongue twister right there. Yeah. <laughs> say it three times fast. Go. The warring warriors climb the wall. The warring warriors climb the wall. The warring warriors climb the wall. Got it. <laughs> I mean, you just skipped over that like it was nothing. Uh, but no, it becomes real clear that Marley tried to plan this out as much as possible. And okay, so that's awesome. You go up stairs before the podcast, put on a hoodie, and then you sit down here for 30 minutes, get under the uh, the ring lights because obviously we're recording this on cameras. And then you got to slip off the hoodie. It's getting hot in here, man. Obviously, didn't even try to uh, not show me your nipples during that. It's just not normal for shirts to go up that high. Well, um, who, you, hey, your, who are you putting on a show for? I guess no one. I will also say, because people are concerned, you did take the hoodie off. And thank God you didn't use your fingers this time, but you checked up on that right pit. Okay, I did not check up on it. No, you checked up on it. Well, now you're feeling it before. Well, because well, you told me. All right, it's, that's a that's a mind thing right there. You say you checked up on your your right pit, so my I instinctively yeah. Went you to are right pretty simple minded, so I can just say things and you just kind of do it. But yeah, you, he took his uh, shirt around the neck, kind of opened it up a little bit, and then stuck his nose down into the shirt hole oh and just did a little sniff. How are we doing over there? Is it all right? I'm good. I'm sweating. Yes, I'm sweating. Oh, so but this time we're not in my studio. We're in your studio. And you're still hot. Yeah, that's right. All right. I'm starting to think this might be something with you, but let's move on. But no, do you agree? It becomes real clear that Marley tried to plan this out as much as possible, and these warriors, like this group, they're kind of just rolling with it. Yeah. I mean, they don't really have any other choice. Well, I would agree they don't really have that much of a choice, but at the same time, they're young kids, but you got to be able to think on your feet. Like, just because people an entire ocean away tried to tell you how it was going to be, sometimes you're going to have to call an audible. Yeah, and I think that's where Marcel comes in. Apparently, he's just way wittier, and right. maybe he might Quick even be like witty. Yeah, he might sure. even be like a year or two older than them, so you know, a little more mature. And I would agree with that because I would say. Uh, Porco is probably the same age as these other people. But Reiner says, you know, we're not even in question at this point, and, you know, tomorrow they're going to reach the wall. Reiner is worried that they are having second thoughts of killing these island devils, but that isn't what Marcel is thinking. Because Reiner's just picking up some bad vibes around this campfire. Yeah, he is. It's not And what... Annie is smashing bugs off on the side. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> Bert always just looks concerned, so we know what his deal is. And yeah. then it turns out Marcel, he tells Reiner that, Reiner, you were never meant to be the Armored Titan, and I think now is a great time to tell you that I influenced the decision to protect my brother. Yeah, what a time to tell this guy. <laughs> He's like, should I tell him? No. I'll wait till we're around the campfire the morning or the nights before we do this thing. Do you think... He says, I'm sorry, Reiner, at the end. Do you think he's saying, I'm sorry that you are now a Titan shifter? Or that he's just sorry that, you know, he, Reiner's so hyped up for this mission and he shouldn't even be here? Because I think that he's, like, he's kind of feeling bad that he's he made his lifespan 13 years now and he's sorry that he has to do all this and he's going to die in the future. 
Uh, well, Reiner straight up said, you know, this is what he wanted. So I don't even think Marcel's sorry about that. I think Marcel's saying sorry because you're not cut out for this, and I made you have to be cut out for this because now you know you got the towers. But so that little, really like I got his uh, his hopes up, and yeah. he's just ready for this mission now. Little does Marcel know that Reiner's going to stand in the same spot, uh, contemplating life for the entire night until morning, when a uh, nasty little Ymir erupts from the the ground ground. and gives Marcel's skull a nice old chomp because in Marcel's defense he pushes Reiner out of the way and right here like this is another problem with sending kids off to do the duties these kids aren't thinking (laughs) to do the duties (laughs) (laughs) hilarious jazz good work over there to do the duties five stars but uh they're not smart enough to like think on their feet and just instantly go Titan mode. He pushes them out of the way. They're kids. They're not thinking ahead, and boom, he gets chomped on. Yeah. And it's interesting how Marcel still stays in good graces with Reiner because obviously we know from the first three seasons how much this particular moment when Marcel gets eaten means to Reiner, and he definitely doesn't seem to share or – put forth any bad blood towards Marcel. It's kind of his whole... Or you mean towards Porco? No, Marcel. How could he put bad blood towards Mar? Oh, you're saying because of He doesn't what he have, said. like, negative yeah, thoughts yeah, yeah. about him. Like, he... When he thinks of this memory, he thinks, like, of him wow, him. Marcel, what a good guy. He saved me. He's Not probably that. thinking, too, even though that was a shitty thing, what he did, like, he, he got... He gave me the chance to be a warrior, even if it was shitty. Right. And then it also makes me think, because we had that discussion last episode, where uh, potentially he wants to keep Gabby. Like We had the whole discussion about whether or not he's trying to get Falco to be the armored titan low-key because he wants to protect Gabby or he thinks Falco is the right pick. It would be even more interesting now if he's trying to get... Gabby to not become the armor titan because he's basically doing the same thing same that Marcel thing did because he's becoming Marcel like he says here in a little it's bit deep it's deep so we cut again to Reiner he's just running he's out of breath he's losing his mind and see that's another thing with the kid the children though right here instead of you know getting rid of the titan that eats them and giving jaws back to Marley like they're so freaked out, and you know they're obviously like twelve years old at this moment that they just run off. Right, and this is kind of yeah. So Bert and Annie catch up to Reiner. Annie says it was the first time Reiner ever beat Annie in a uh, long distance race, and Reiner says that they told them Titans wouldn't be this far out. Yeah, so which is interesting because the only reason Ymir is there is because she fucking somehow was wi- she had her mind enough in Titan form to just be a sorry sack of shit and lay on the ground and let it yeah kind of overgrow her i suppose they know that there shouldn't be any that far out because obviously the titans are uh attracted to humans humans, and they know that no towns are out this far but ymir just kind of sucked all around so of course she's just chilling in some dirt way out here thanks a lot ymir and Annie wants to find the Jaw Titan and leave because without Marcel, the mission is doomed, she thinks. Uh, Oh, Bert's here, by the way. Don't know if you guys picked up on that. Reiner says, we can't go home. We have to finish the mission. Annie says, oh, yeah. If if we go back now, 
Reiner's going to be eaten and blamed, uh, but she doesn't even care about that. And Reiner takes offense at this. He's like, hold up. You really think that I'm going to be the only one to get blamed if we all go back right now? And he, Which I kind of agree with him on that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, for sure. He also points out that the Jaw Titan is faster than all their Titans. So if they, he didn't even know if they're going to be able to catch up with whoever has the Jaw Titan now. Bert finally speaks up and says that whoever ate the Jaw Titan won't be able to control it right away. But he's countered by Reiner, who says, "You know, Bert, you handled the Colossal Titan no problem when you, which is just oh my god, so funny." Reiner says, without the founding titan, there's no going back home. Annie's mad at how calm Reiner is now, other than before when a titan was getting ready to eat him. So she starts absolutely curb stomping the guy. Oh, man, this is brutal right here. This is rough. It reminds me of season one when she was beating the fuck out of Aaron's head, thinking back to her dad. Yeah. She just has no control. Like, Once that yeah. snaps in her, she's going for it. This is it just rough. Really just, just turns me on. He- Whoa, okay. Heel of the boot just into the nose. There's no way his nose is okay after all this. He, he looks awful after it. She's saying, Eldians, Marlians, they're all liars, and I'm no different because I've got to get back home. She tells Reiner if he feels guilty to just take all the blame and die. She turns around and then what I can only describe as zombie Reiner stands <laughs> up out of nowhere. This is another super weird cut because he's laying on the ground, I think, nursing a broken nose. She turns around and all of a sudden he's just standing up staring at her with those white eyes, mm-hmm. no pupils. And... He starts choking her out, saying that Reiner is dead. If they need Marcel, he will be Marcel. This dude's mind has been just messed up from day one, man. Oh, and by the way, if you forgot, Bert is still here. <laughs> so he says, please stop And starts this. crying. As he cries, hey, wait a, really keep the team together, Bert. Good job. Dude, you know what's funny is this is probably when Bert fell in love with Annie, seeing her just beat the shit out of Reiner. He's like, oh, I've got to marry her. He's got <laughs> as messed up sexual fantasies as you, and this just was fulfilling yeah. like 87% of them. This is how I felt with Hanji when she was interrogating. Oh, dude. Huh? I miss Hanji. I do too, man. Where has she been? For Where's some reason, girl? like I've just been thinking of all the characters as a whole, not anyone specifically, and I've been okay these past three episodes. And then you just mentioned Hanji, and I just got so sad. I want to see that sexy one-eyed Oh my, gal. don't do that. Hey, don't do that. I miss you, Hanji. She's got one eye. We then cut to that day when it all started. We see Bert exiting the Colossal Titan as he sees... Dinah's Titan walk on by him. He says, huh? Like he's confused. What? I think he's confused why the Titan isn't going after him. Okay. But then my other theory, this is what I was going to talk about, is obviously... I mean, I guess... Well, no, this doesn't make sense either, because the Titans... I guess I'm just confused, because is this not... 
was this not their plan? Basically open up the gates and then all the mindless titans would just go fuck shit up. So Yeah, I think he's confused on why it paid him no attention, maybe. But okay. I was thinking, too, because obviously titans are attracted to the most humans, but they also attack, as we know in Season 2, they were going after Reiner in his titan form. Like yeah. They go after him in their titan forms. And maybe that's why Bert's like, why is this thing not you know, attempting to come at me? Okay. I thought that was just a little weird. And then we see Reiner running toward Wall Baria to break it. And he's got a lot of questions going through his poor mind. He's thinking about his mom, about Marcel, his father, how all he ever wanted was them to be a family, but his father didn't want any part of his mom and stuff like that. And he's 12. But he knows one thing, and it's that he is not ready for his life to end quite yet. And then this goes back to what you were saying a little earlier, so now you can really fully expand on your theory but annie wakes up and is told that they're inside wall rose which is interesting because as we were watching this you know we paused and we talked about how first season first episode we never saw annie in this little flashback here we never saw annie but she was with them so presumably she would have been a part of all this so what what do you make of all that i don't my theory was that she had turned went titan mode they just didn't show us she called for all those titans to come, so they just all came at once. And maybe they got a hold of her, and you know how they she let them eat her in the first season and got out of it? She's a little more experienced then, so she could turn back again, but maybe she got fucked up from it, and then they took her, Reiner took her off in his armor form, and then she was unconscious. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why she would be unconscious and not know what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm super intrigued. Right I think... For some reason, the way it's played, I feel like we're going to find out eventually. Okay. Or maybe... Um, maybe it's, Reiner, so, it's so weird. Like, they always hold people in their mouth. Maybe Reiner was holding her in his armor titan mouth, so she never saw what actually happened. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I don't know why they would do that. It's... I don't get it. They're in the same refugee camp with Aaron and the gang. I thought that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see them in the background. And... So my other question. Why... Was Zeke and Peak not a part of this? My only thing there is that since Zeke is crazy talented, obviously Marley has other problems with other countries. He has his little companion, Peak, who's just his little assistant, and he can pretty much you know take on everything himself because he can control mindless titans. So he has his little army of mar- mindless titans and Peak fighting off other countries while they're on this mission. That's the only thing I can think of. All right. So then, all right, do you feel comfortable? Give me your best guess at the overall mission statement. Like, what were they trying to do when they went on this mission? Obviously, they're getting the Founding Titan. What was the outline of the plan? So, I feel like Marcel, they were, the plan was to break the wall initially. Okay. They would act like refugees, which they did since they're kids. You know, it's they're not really suspicious at all. No one's going to be suspicious of them because they're kids. Okay. I think that's one reason why they sent kids. And then as they get closer to what they probably presume the center is where the founding titan is, they, well, they end up doing the same thing. But I don't. I feel like Marcel was just winging it along the way. I don't. I don't know if it was. But actually... then obviously we know Zeke and them come. So was it like in stone? Like, hey, you guys go, 
become a part of their society, wait five years, and then Zeke will come. That could be it, or, or it was, was it taking like, so long they're like, that okay, Zeke, Zeke go try and figure it out? Well, I think Zeke had to go figure it out because the way that Reiner and Bert, when they saw Zeke in Season 2, when they were at Utgard Castle and they looked like they just shat themselves... They were probably thinking, oh, fuck, they came for us, and we haven't even finished our mission yet. We've just been dicking around. Okay. All right. So Reiner apologizes to Annie and Bert and then says, Marcel, I'll be the warrior I was meant to be. And in my most joyful moment of the episode, we cut to good old our lord and savior, Keith Sadie's the best character Keith to ever Sadie's. live. Keith asks Reiner what he came for, and Reiner says to save humanity. And then he says to stop that stupid bitch from giving you less than half a potato. He was already that had already happened, and he was just oh, okay. pissed. <laughs> he was just like, "Oh my god, I'm that's totally saving humanity. I'm now. saving humanity from scum like her." <laughs> this is another just like that's a, such a loaded line because Keith is like, "Oh yeah, great answer, great answer." But if, if Keith knew, yeah. oh, yikes. And then we get to the calling card, which we definitely don't have to dive in too much because basically it's just describing these warrior candidates. No real new information that we didn't already know, just kind of the training that they go yeah. through, all that stuff. And that's where I hand it off to yeah. you, Chaz. It is now Chaz mania time. I'll just say good luck because I think you're going to need it. Well, we'll start off with a good old Chaz Mania session here. And We've never called it a Chaz Mania session. Well, I'm calling it that now. I hate that name. Well, now I'm definitely calling it that now. So, right after the calling card, uh, we get a hanged man. Yeah, this guy's just... Out of nowhere. <laughs> this guy's just hanging around. Oh! Uh, <laughs> yeah! And if you got that SpongeBob reference, please email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Right. SpongeBob Chronicles coming soon. So we got a guy talking after this, which we presume is that guy, and he's saying that he's lived in the Wait, southeast mountain. Do we? <laughs> Hold on. You were immersed in a different kind of way than I was. Did you assume? <laughs> I did. I did, yes. You saw you saw legs hanging from a tree, and then you go next thing you go. Okay, well, obviously this is the guy that we just saw hanging. Well, as all over the place as the first half was, I was like, okay, they're gonna give us this guy's story of why he just hung himself, <laughs> hanged, whatever it is. So, what's the timeline of this? Do you think this is so after they're at the refugee camp before they enlist into? The... After the yeah, right after they're at the refugee so, camp, and they obviously had to be live somewhere before right. they trained. So we kind of flashed back a little bit. Yeah, but because the last time we saw so we saw Keith and Ryder talking to each other, but this yeah, is yeah. before that. This is before that. All right. So we got a guy. He's talking about how he's lived in the southeast mountains of Wall Maria and Maria. Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I got your picture. I'm coming with you. So he heard a rumbling. And opened his cabin window to see a titan just staring in. That was so pop punk of you. Please keep going. <laughs> and I'm sure, too, this guy living in the southeast mountain was not expecting that because he's in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I love this because Reiner and Bert steal this man's story. 
Because yes. this is exactly what he t- this is what oh, they tell dude. Aaron and Armin when they are getting to know each other up in that attic at like training. Yes. I it thought is. that was like such a cool callback. That gives me the chills, dude, thinking about it. Bert was the one who like specifically stole it and said that story. Um I would have never remembered and, that. And Bert and Bert literally says he dreams about it all the time a little bit later. But he ran off on his horse, this guy did, after he saw it, uh, leaving behind three kids. Jesus Christ. This guy is... A, this guy's the worst character in the show so far. I think this guy might dethrone Armin's dirty old grandpa. <laughs> You're telling me this guy just got up on his horse and left? Yeah. He could have saved two of his sons. You know he could have thrown one of the sons on the back of the horse. <laughs> He's like, no, they'll just slow me down. This guy had to be related to Daz, for oh sure. Oh my god. Somehow. So, how the heck is this, like, how did this guy not hang himself sooner? I don't know, dude. That, I mean, that's just such a stupid, fucked up story. But it makes me think that the reason he's with Reiner, Annie, and Bert right here is because he feels terrible about what he did, so he's taking in these three kids who have no parents. So that's what I assume is, like, what's happening right now. He's kind of parenting them. And telling how bad of a shitty man he is at the moment. Maybe, yeah. It just seems like he yeah. just kills himself like two hours later is the thing. He's like, I'm going to really take these kids in. Everything's going to be awesome. And I'm going to take these kids himself. in by just telling them that I just left my own kids to dry. And that will really give them some inspiration that I'll just kill myself. <laughs> so, we then go to Annie in a hall who is spying on someone. Jesus Christ. And she's got glasses on. She looks pretty cool, honestly. Her look right now is yeah, nice. I like it's it. It's dope. And uh, obviously she's telling who ends up being Kenny. We get Kenny again. I would have never thought we'd Kenny, have ever seen Kenny again. And she's tailing him. And obviously Kenny catches on because it's fucking Kenny Ackerman. Right. And you know he, he catches her from behind. And he's like, why are you spying on me? What are you doing? Like, I obviously know you're telling me. She says, oh, God, this is bad notes. Oh, we all have them sometime. She says, I'm spying on you because you're my dad, right? Basically. Basically saying, you're my dad. And he goes, I made a promise to her, to my sister. He's, he just basically calls her out on her bullshit. Because she says, my mom works in whatever, like, she. I don't know if she says specifically brothel, but she's just like, yeah. Like, my mom's a whore, and I know that you were there. Yeah, and he's like, no, like, I made a promise to my sister. I guess the promise to his sister was not to fuck the other customers <laughs> in the brothel. I don't fucking so know. So deep, yeah, I don't. And he just calls her out on her bullshit, and then right when she says that, she says, Papa, and then she does a flying kick, Annie's specialty. Which I liked Kenny's line or whatever. He was like, uh, if I'm your Papa and you want a hug, just raise those hands up. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome if he did just hug her. <laughs> No, but the only thing we could take away from this is this is more of Marley being in their ear of saying, like, hey, we have this information. If you can find this Kenny Ackerman guy, he's going to be able to lead you to the owner of the Founding Titan or something like that. But how would they know about Kenny? Or is she just tailing – she just knows that this guy is – she's doing investigating and realizes this guy is kind of close, like suspicious. And I mean, I don't don't know. It's just so, like, she doesn't directly say. She just says, yeah, I was down in the sewers 
mm-hmm. of the underground city or however underneath the capital. So yeah, I don't know like if she, she was spying just, in the capital. She was just and... spying that and saw this shady guy or whatever, and then mm-hmm. started chasing after him. I really I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting because we know how directly connected Kenny was with the founding Titan. So maybe she did just stumble yeah. in on him, but I also felt like somehow maybe Marley knew that. I don't know. But yeah, then uh, she escapes. She runs off from him, gets away, and we go to Bert sleeping in one of those odd positions that they talked about in season two. Another good throwback. Yep, another great callback. You know, the cadets are making fun of him, and they're saying, you know, is it going to snow today or not, just by the way he's sleeping? Little do they know he's having horrible nightmares <laughs> and is deeply depressed. <laughs> but Reiner wakes him up. We then go to the next night, and there it's Annie, Reiner, and Bert, and they're all having a campfire. And Annie says she's been crawling around, like you said, in the Capitol sewers, spying on people and investigating. She's like, I, I was doing that while y'all were just dicking around with your friends. So she's kind of already outcasted herself from yeah. these people. Which is like, once again, a great line because we talk about how even in season one, the reveal of the female Titan and the fact that Reiner and Burt were also Titans is so great because we rarely see them hanging around each other. And it was because yep. she just stayed so disconnected while they basically made friends, stuff like that. Yeah, and then Annie says that she's at her limit when he's around so we assume that's kenny i think she just knows that he's a badass and spying on this guy and getting too close to him is a little too much for her to handle yeah it's pretty much what it sounds like i was trying to come up with theories about how he's an ackerman can't be phased but that is all found in titan stuff so i yeah the, the only thing could be is just he's super smart i don't know and she's like we just need to take back the information we know to marley and that's that you know reiner's like no it's been five years let's I got a plan. Let's destroy Wall Rose. We'll smoke the Founding Titan out. He's obviously going to come out if we do that. Bert is still here, by the way. Just Bert in case is here. You guys yeah. forgot. He's taking all this in. And then she goes, you know a lot of your friends will die if you do that. And Reiner's like, they aren't my friends. They're devils. And she calls him on his bluff and says, fuck off. Your breath smells pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> But it's so funny seeing Reiner like this already because you know like he likes these people already and he's trying to say that they're devils. For sure. He's so fucked up in the head. But then he... I would have liked a scene that showed that to us, that he does like these people. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, I guess guess you could argue that that's all the first two seasons, the first one and a half season is, but... Even after now that we know to call back to that because this episode had so many good callbacks, I would have liked just like a short little scene because when Reiner walks up and they're all uh, talking about how Bert is sleeping, he's kind of like yeah, which we get that business. the Aaron scene with him and Aaron later on that kind of shows it. But yeah, yeah. But then he apologizes to Annie for always putting the burden on her, and Bert says nothing about that either. He doesn't care that the burden's always on her. Oh, Bert, huh? He's here? <laughs> he's here. Okay. I think he's roasting a marshmallow or something while they're talking. But uh, he's like, do you guys like your super burnt or just a little brown? <laughs> you like them set on fire and charred to a crisp? And they're like, shut up, Bert. We're talking about something. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, shut up, Bert. We're talking. And then Reiner's like, just slightly crisp. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, don't let that thing catch on fire. Keep it a good two feet above the flame at all times. 
Please tell me you got the graham cracker. And then Annie's just like, burn it. <laughs> and then Bert's like, that's why I love this woman. And then we get Bert and saying. Then, and then Bert goes, okay, I just don't put mine over the fire at all. I just put a, I just put a single marshmallow on a piece of graham cracker and eat it. I, I don't like mine heated up at all. Oh, because Bert that's the kind totally of guy Bert that. is. <laughs> I don't like getting too close to fire. He's like, hey, Bert, do you want a s'more? He's like, I just want a marshmallow, please. Just give me half the bag. But no, then Bert says that he keeps having the same dream of a guy that, the guy that hung himself right after he told them the story. He's like, wasn't that weird? God. He goes, hey, how weird was it when that guy told us about his story and then just hung himself two hours later? What did that mean? <laughs> so he stole the guy's story after he hung himself. I, I guess that is like, now that I think about it, he they had to come up with a story to tell Aaron and them, like yeah. how they got there. So that does make sense. But even though it's it's interesting, you would think that if the plan was for them to go be a part of the society, they would have like a foolproof story already made. Do you think the plan was for them? To go a part of the society? I mean, it had to be a little bit at least, right? Yeah, I don't know or if just they thought... just blend in? They didn't have to like technically be a part of the military? Like, was They never the really talk about it, but that's kind of like where Bert says, like, are we really going to bust down this wall and the Titan's not going to show itself? And they're like, we just got to expect it not to. But then at the same time, obviously Annie was confused, but even if she woke up and looked around, like, you think Reinhardt would just be like, it worked like we're here but instead he's got to like describe oh we're in the refugee camp like stay cool so i don't know what the plan was that's where i'm confused and it all went to shit when marcel died it's pretty much what it's looking like if maggot was saying early on in the episode it's crazy to him that they're going to send kids over to retake or just take the founding titan and then on top of that they just send four and yeah. they got like that's that's wild but then they can't send all of them because then a, a country could attack them and then they have no titans to fight back in a different country. Yeah. So it's kind of a – it's almost a do-or-die situation it is, already. but at this time they had – like I don't know if they've established at all that – at this time I still think that they were in full power. Like I don't even know if someone would march up on them and try to do something like that. Well, yeah, that's true because then other countries don't – they wouldn't even really know that they've sent these people off to a different island. Like they would think they still had them. That's where – I mean we do kind of know that they were trying – they didn't mention fossil fuels this episode and that's something from previous episodes. We know that they were also trying to do – like the main thing was the Founding Titan, but they also wanted fossil, fossil fuels, fuels to improve their other yeah. weapons. So, But they said like if they get the Founding Titan, that will be easy to do. But then – okay, how funny is this? They literally have a Titan that's described as perfect for long missions, and they're like, yeah, we'll keep you. <laughs> they don't take it. We'll keep you here. <laughs> they don't take it. It's got to just be to like help Zeke out. I, I'm still confused on that. I'm sure Zeke is fucking up. He's got to be fucking shit up, though. Like on this, There's no way they just have Zeke just chilling, doing nothing. Yeah, when you think of that, I almost feel like it would make more sense, in my mind, unless there's something that we don't know, which the plan might be outlined a little bit later on. I think Annie should have been back with Zeke and then peek at the cart tight and go on this mission. But hey, they're sending kids off either way, so they they weren't the smartest. This wasn't the smartest thinking plan from the beginning. It's pretty weird. 
Um, so then after that we have Reiner and Aaron training. Another flashback. Aaron's like falling to the ground, they're ODM gearing, and he's like, I just want to be like uh, you and Mikasa. He said, I just want to be as strong as y'all. So it's funny, like you said, that Reiner is now this strong because he was the weakest one out of his whole group. Yeah. Um, and Reiner says, you just got to keep moving forward. And then he goes, aren't you going to drive out every Titan? I know you can do it. <laughs> it's just funny hearing Reiner say that. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> Turns out Reiner's had his ear to the streets and uh, heard that Aaron was going to kill all the Titans. And then we go back to the present. Not a whole lot of people knew about that, so that just gives us a little insight. I know. Insight. How does he know about that? It dude? just shows how much Reiner's been paying attention. But we go back to the present, and he's got a gun in his mouth. Also, real quickly, I'm going to tell a little story right at the end of the podcast. I don't want to ruin our momentum right okay. now. But Reiner tells Aaron, just do what you got to do. Okay. All right. I'll just leave it at that All for right. now. So, Reiner then chickens out. As Falco bangs the wall and walks away, and what is it Falco says right there? He says basically just like I can't keep doing this or something like that. Like he's like almost giving up, right? He's, Falco just, is, he's stressed out. Yeah. Reiner chickens out, and he takes a look out the window. And chickens out and just slobbering yeah. all over that barrel of that gun. Yeah, he was doing some weird stuff to that gun, and. uh I had, you know, to sw- I had to switch seats because we were sitting on a couch together, and uh, you started moving around. It's kind of weird. So yeah, I that up. is not true. I, I did not do moved. that. Everyone listening, that's not true. It's kind of gross. If Hanji did that, maybe. Keep going. And a man on the – oh, way off. He chickens out, and then he looks out the window and sees Falco, and he says, I can't do it. I've got to be here for these candidates pretty much. Um, he's such a nice guy. He is. Poor He's Reiner, a, though. Which, okay, if can Reiner even kill himself by shooting his brains out like this? If he doesn't transfer his consciousness, man, I guess he can. But that, it's all about the nape, right? Well, I think the only reason that, like, I think, no, you can just die. But you, if you, like, the reason when, what's his name, Levi struck through his neck, too, and then his heart, he, like, already transferred his consciousness throughout his body, so... He's going to regen no matter what. Like, the, literally the only way you kill these people is if they transform into a Titan and you rip them out of the Titan. Then they can't, like, do any of that bullshit. But it, that is interesting. I, like, you would think he would accidentally transfer his consciousness even while shooting the gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be a hard thing to do. I'm Yeah, my whole thing was just like, and I was kind of trying to build this theory last episode... I think Reiner at this point is such a tragic character that I just feel like he's tried to commit suicide like 15 times and he just can't do it. Think about how many times he's almost died. <laughs> it's, yeah. Poor, this dude is by far the most tragic character in the show. Not even close, in my opinion. Maybe Grisha. So, after he chickens out, we got Falco walking away, and he sees, he sees the hospital, and the man on the bench... This fuck. Who had an armband on last episode that he switched from the this wrong This was the arm. guy I felt so bad for. made me emotional. <laughs> this is insane, but... Jesus Christ. So... Uh... <laughs> Falco go, walks up to him and starts talking to him, and the guy says, I'm in here for emotional trauma, but it's a lie. 
Um, I actually haven't lost my memory. I just don't want to go home. And he says, it'd be hard for me to face my family. And then he goes, would you snitch on me to Falco? And I guess he's like testing Falco right here. <laughs> he asked, uh, and then he asked Falco, he's like, Falco obviously says, no, I'm not going to switch or I'm not going to snitch on you. Jesus, I can't talk. <laughs> this is an important part. Falco says, I'm not going to snitch. And then this mysterious man who we have no idea who it is asks if, <laughs> asks if he was hurt from warrior training. Falco says, yeah, but it doesn't matter because someone with way more talent and experience than me is going to get it. This mysterious man says, that's good to hear. I hope you live a long life. And uh, he doesn't have a leg. He doesn't have a leg. He's missing a left leg. Oh, my God. Hey, um, I'm Chad's roommate. Hey, when are you coming home, babe? Where We got to watch Attack on Titan together. It's actually right? my mom asking when I'm going to feed her. And, you stupid bitch, you're not getting anything tonight because you interrupted the podcast. And why is she not in the corner of this room right it's now? It's called silent. <sighs> I saw Let's her blowing bubbles it. outside through the window here a second ago, which is weird because you live <laughs> in a penthouse. Yeah. I could still see her. She's on the edge. It's also 28 degrees outside, and she has just a t-shirt and shorts on. It's tragic. But the, the man says, that's good. I hope you live a long life. And Fal- Falco doesn't want them to become a warrior. He doesn't want this person to become a warrior. The mysterious man, I'll call him M.M., asks if it's a girl. And Falco says, yeah, she's done incredible things, and she's super famous around here. She... She did awesome in the war. He says, since he's powerless, though, he can't do a damn thing about it. And then this mysterious man starts talking very philosophically and says, every day I wonder why it came to this. You know, damaged minds and bodies. Why did it all come to this? And this guy has a, a bandage around his one of his eyes, no leg, and he, no, he just looks like shit. He almost looks homeless. Mm-hmm. He said, if people knew it would be like this, war wouldn't happen. Most people are pushed by something forced, and it leads them straight into hell. Their situation made them do it. But people who push their own backs see something beyond hell. They see a different hell. Oh, my God. Or is it hope, or is it just another hell? Oh, my God. Only those that keep moving forward will ever know. Oh, my God. And then we get a full-face frontal... And those deep fangs lurking within those eyes, we see Aaron fucking Jaeger. Yeah! This mysterious man. <laughs> what? Oh the my fuck. god. We skipped right over that what last episode. The fuck? Dude, we even said. What the fuck? Oh, oh what my. the fuck? Oh my god. Oh my god. I'ma let the beat roll. Oh, oh. Uh, we don't even know what to say. We're just. Uh. Dude, we skipped right over it. It's going down. I'm yelling too. <laughs> oh, yeah. what, do you, what do you say we skipped right over? We skipped him switching the armbands. We were just like, oh wow, Falco's so nice. We didn't even. I mean, obviously, how do we know that that's Aaron? But Right. I don't blame us at all for that. What I'm mad about is how fucking close I was 
with my Mikasa, oh, because yeah. that was Aaron. That was oh, you're talking about the guy right before the calling card yes! looking at Reiner then? on the yeah. boat looking. To, it was fucking Aaron. We and, pointed it out and, and saw it. But I'm, honestly, I'm giving myself half a point because as I said Mikasa or someone like that. I thought it was a girl. It was Aaron. Holy! I think shit. I said peak, so I was just way fucking off. Yeah, but still. Oh my god! Holy shit, dude! Fuck me! Wait, great reveal! Great reveal! How about that look? He looks awesome. He looks so good. He looks super cool. Incredible. He looks badass. Yeah. And I love that they didn't show him in the trailer. And well, that's why now we know why they didn't show him. Yeah. Uh, wow. That that just wouldn't happen in other yeah the other shows would have ruined that they would have been like oh we got to show him but that's awesome oh that's so good okay so now let's go now that we know that let's go back and pick up on some of these things he said and talk about them a little bit more in depth he says I hope you live a long life which is crazy considering Aaron at this point is going to die in, in just like a four f- years few more years yeah. no matter what if he didn't die before that. Um, this was a total Chad move. He said, is the other candidate a girl? <laughs> kind of a creepy question. <laughs> be careful, Aaron. All I'm saying is be careful. I think he's had his eye on Gabby. That's why he asked that. And it really is just crazy how terrible this must all seem to Aaron because he didn't know that – he didn't know the extent of what was going on over here. I guess once – obviously he did once he got Grisha's memories and stuff like that. Well, kind of, but it's not like Grisha went through this. So, like, he didn't have no. the memories of Grisha becoming a warrior. Back when Grisha was a kid, it didn't seem like they had f- fully uh, militarized. I, well, maybe because Grisha was pretty young. But, no, he grew up to be a young man. At that point, they hadn't, like, fully militarized the Eldians, right? Well, maybe they had, but, like, instead How of did him... Grisha, like, avoid that? I feel like there's, there's, like, a decent amount of Eldians that do avoid it. Because, um, like, if you look in the internment zones, there's a lot of, like... Obviously, like Reiner's parents, how did they avoid it? Or they might not have, but like his Bertolt, Annie's dad didn't avoid it or did avoid it because she was trying to get back to her dad. Like, so I mean, it might be a recent thing. I don't, and maybe not everyone just draws that shitty ass card, but wow, wow, what? Yeah, I've did you have anything else? How how the fuck did he pull this off? <laughs> yeah, so he's got he's got a nub. Well, he he's got a nub. I mean, literally right the there, man I think, regenerates. I so think he what? did like Reiner did in season two when he broke his arm from that Titan that bit him. He just didn't obviously like if he was just started steaming and healed his arm, they would have known he was a Titan. Yeah, you can just not do it. So just like this man went through Andy. chopping off his own leg just to not regen it. That's badass. Is there something wrong? Like, he's been in a hospital, so is something wrong with his left part of his head, too? Or like, is it just part of the act? He's got to be just, faking. Like, what right? kind of shitty hospital just, like, doesn't change his bandages or just lets him, like, well, he's look pretty clean. We'll just leave him there. Well, he is an Eldian, so maybe they just don't give a fuck about him. Right. But this hospital's in the internment yeah. so you think the Eldians are taking care of themselves. This is just such a mind fuck, bro. Like, where is this going to go from here? What's the plan? He's obviously, like, keen to Falco. He knows Falco. Yeah, It's almost like he knows he's a good guy. But in that, just he had to stumble across, right? Like, obviously, he didn't know that going into it. It was like he just, the plan was, all right, I'm going to do what Reiner and them did. I'm going to, 
infiltrate this this internment zone and just try and turn everyone from the inside and falco's already like yeah i just wish you know falco's obviously just a good-hearted character and when he walked up to aaron told him his armband was on the wrong one told him he was done fighting just ah dude it's so good because think about the attack titan has always been undercover always like we go back all the way to Aaron Kruger. He yep. was undercover as a, a Marlian, right? Like slaughtering Eldians. We go to Grisha. He, well, he was just undercover and didn't do anything. That guy was well, worthless. I th- I believe he did a lot. Name Hopefully, one thing that guy did. He passed on the Attack Titan to Grisha, who then passed it on to Aaron. But Grisha, he was undercover in the walls. Now Aaron is undercover back out of the walls. Like yep. it's just so insane how this Titan is just like the secret Titan that no one knows where secret, it's at. Secret, secret Titan. Oh, I love it so much. Wow. So, yeah, obviously, I don't know how the, the episode as a whole, I don't know how I feel about it, but as far as ending the thing, best. Oh, yeah. Best part of the season. Did so you far. catch it on right when it happened? Because obviously, I told you, I was like, I would notice yeah, his you, voice actor. I mean, you fucking suck. So, you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I recognize that Japanese voice actor anywhere. Like, no, I do not speak Japanese, but I know that I guy. Mean, come on, man. He's got such a um, sexy voice. I think I was probably what would have been the normal viewer that is speaks English and you know has <laughs> not, not. Oh, I would love to get some emails in on this. I'm sure a lot of people. I'm well, not a saying, lot of them are manga readers. Dude, the manga readers know about this. That's what's fucking crazy. A lot of them are manga readers and the hardcore anime fans like you. I'm sure yes, they could pick up. But he was like mumbling. So I'm I'm giving you more credit than anything. I think most people. Until he says the line that Reiner just told him, uh, and you see his eyes, I don't think I would not blame anyone for not getting it. And that would have been me if you had not said those beautiful uh, green eyes. If you had not said, "Holy oh, shit, it's Aaron!" That beautiful green eye, I should say. Yeah. So no, I, I got to give you the credit there. For some reason, you know, you kind of stumble through life, but. You're really good at catching reveals like that before they're fully revealed. Uh, anything else? Then that's, what story What story did you have to tell? Did you already tell it? Well, yeah, I was going to kind of close it out for some people who are, might not be interested in that story because this was something that we did early on when the episodes weren't an hour long. This one's already pretty long, so some people might want to get on with their lives. I mean, you might as well tell it. You don't have anything else on the episode, though? Um... What do you have? Uh, you sound like you have something else. No, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, no. I'm, see, the details are You guys closed, hear man. how hard it is to co host a podcast like this, but Aaron, Aaron's talk, he talks like this. And then he goes, Oh my God, it's the voice actor that does Aaron. <laughs> but then he's like, What? Do you have something to say? You're telling me you wouldn't recognize that sexy man of a voice out of. Oh, dude. Just he's a, chill such a good out. Voice. Uh, no, this is pretty much the end of the episode. Once again, thank you to all the people who over the last week. Supported we us. Really appreciate it. I got a shout out, Mohammed, who's from Egypt. We got a listener wow. in Egypt now. That's crazy. And Franco, Some African listeners, dude. How nuts is that? I know Franco. He was very kind. And Rachel, she also sent uh, some feedback. She's another one. Gosh, these people are scaring me for their well-being, man. Too many people are listening to our dumb shit yeah. while they're studying. All of them. How about that? Like she listened to all of them. Oh yeah. Very good point. Shout out to Rachel. If everyone has listened to every single one of our podcasts, you got to let us know. Rachel was the first one to straight up say, 
hey, I've, I know some people have been there from the start, so maybe they have, but she was just the first one to yep. specifically say, I've listened to every single episode. That's so cool. Yeah, and I just want to say you're welcome for raising your IQ. And then um, we got some Apple podcast reviews. I won't shout out every single one of those. I, we appreciate all of them, but I did want to talk about my favorite one. Uh, it was quite funny. Manny820 left a review. It said, not bad. And then the caption, or the rest of the reviews just said, funny guys. And then he gave us five stars. So, <laughs> not bad. Wow. So if that guy really liked a podcast, I don't even know what he would do with himself. Thank you for the five stars, Manny. That was really made us laugh. But until next time, send us the feedback at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Hope everyone's Yo, doing well. Follow us on YouTube. I've started to upload all of the episodes on YouTube yep, now. Chad's back on it. The season three podcast going back up on YouTube. So if you like listening there, we'll talk with you next week. But if you want a quick little Ronnie story time, stay with us right now and I'll go ahead and tell you that. For anyone else, peace. Peace. So I used to work at a racetrack, and if you live in a different part of the world or whatever, that's essentially just a gas station convenience store if you don't have racetracks. Shittiest job ever. It's like a 7-Eleven if you're on the West Coast. And just a terrible job. Worst job I've ever had. And I had this manager who was just like he was a friend at work, but I would never hang out with him outside of work. He was just a bit of too much of a douchebag. And we had this girl that would come in, and he'd be like, dude, she is, she's a porn star. And I'd be like, no way. And if you're, in, if you're intrigued to, you can look her up. She only did a couple of videos. Bambi Brooks, great porn name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Chad, how did you like her videos? I never looked them up. Oh, I've never seen give, that type of stuff. Give me a break. <laughs> so anyway, she would come in every now and then. My, uh, We'll say my co-worker's name was Dave, because I don't want to put his shit on blast like that. Yeah, just put hers on blast. God. Yeah, I mean, Bambi Brooks, if you're going to do that, like... Well, yeah, she's put her own name out there. <laughs> if that's you're going to suck a cock on the interweb, like, that's your decision, not mine. Uh, <laughs> and so anyway, he would always kind of try and talk to her. She never really... Uh, she never really said anything to him. And then one day I come back to work and he's kind of acting down. I'm like, dude, what's going on? He goes, yo, bro, I went to this party over the weekend. Fucking Bambi was there. Like me and my friends started chatting her up, uh, you know, my roommate. And we were like, yo, you want to come back to our place? And she was like, yeah. And so we went back to my place and things just kind of led one thing to another. We started, you know, getting into it. We went back to the bedroom, me and my roommate <laughs> and Bambi. And so, like, I laid back on the bed. Uh, she kind of climbed on top of me. My roommate was doing something with her ass. He kind of looked at me. It was kind of weird. And she started pulling my pants down. And obviously, I know she's a porn star. So I was, like, trying to, like, talk sexy. I didn't want to, like, ruin it. And I just looked at her and just said... Yeah, just do what you do. God, what a moron. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. And he goes, and she just stopped, looked at me, and said, What did you say? And he went, Uh. And he goes, My roommate just peeked his head out from behind her ass and just looked at me like, What the fuck, dude? And she goes, No, I think we're done. And got her clothes and left. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> Oh, 
So yeah, kind of a funny story. If you ever find yourself uh, in a threesome with your roommate, and that totally wasn't Ronnie talking about himself. With that your was porn definitely st- a different guy. <laughs> with your porn star, with your porn star, with a porn star. I hope you don't have a porn star, but if you do, uh, you know, contact us. But if at, you are dating one, that's fine. At the podcast chronicles at gmail Don't tell them to do what they do, because I guess they don't like that. No. And until next time. I've been Ronnie. And I've been Chazzy Mania. Have just a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Love you guys. Peace.